everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast. My name is Steve Fredland, and as always, we are sponsored by Running Aces, Casino, and Racetrack. And this is episode 132, and I'm, I'm excited about this because uh, this week we are going to start something different. We're going to be doing a, a three-week series, at least three weeks. I think it's going to be three weeks, as far as I know, uh, where we start to talk about women in poker and what's going on there. If you've listened to the show, you know that we typically have guys on and we've tried to get gals on, uh, but that's been sort of a, a hard thing to do. And uh, obviously we know that uh, we have this big diversity gender gap uh, in poker. And so we're going to start exploring what's going on there. Uh, is this a problem, so to speak? Uh, is this something that we can do something about? What would we suggest doing? And so to do that, obviously, I'm not well positioned to talk about why are women not playing poker. So I'm going to bring in people who are well positioned to talk about that. And I'm really excited. Uh, this week, I'm going to share the interview that uh, that we did with Lexi Gavin, uh, who you know from being on the show recently. She's with the Charity Series of Poker and also with her friend Tiffany Lee. So Lexi and Tiffany are going to be talking about women in poker from their perspective. And then next week, uh, we're going to be having Eileen Sutton on. And she's a fantastic uh, fantastic player. Uh, she's written quite a bit of stuff about uh, women in poker, and she's a great advocate for women in poker. Uh, she's got a great story of, of playing uh, in the underground games in New York. And so I think you're really going to enjoy that interview with Eileen Sutton next week. And then two weeks from uh, from this episode, uh, I'm going to share the interview that I did with Diva Byrne. Uh, she's uh, Baltic. Uh, what does she go by? Uh, uh, what is her, her nickname? Baltic Blonde. I believe Baltic Blonde on Twitter. Uh, and so you might know her from there. But uh, but Diva's a very good interview, very well-spoken, uh, very fun person. Uh, she's out in the UK, so we had to do that interview sort of a weird time. Uh, but we got it done. And so I've got these interviews lined up and I thought let's do a three-week series uh, as we are into the World Series of Poker when uh, this becomes one of the most blaring things uh, is the gender discrepancy. I think the main event has somewhere between 3.7 3.8% female the last couple of years. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Obviously, um, uh, many people are rooting for a woman to make the final table of the main event just because that would be great exposure and perhaps uh, create a boom there. But uh, enough of me just yammering on here. Uh, I just wanted to kind of set up what the next three weeks are going to be. We're not going to be talking strategy. Instead, we're going to talk about uh, kind of a serious issue, uh, women in poker and what's keeping them away and what would help them uh, play more uh, and is this something that we should be intentional about trying to shift. So without further ado... Uh, I'm going to share the interview now uh, that I did with Lexi Gavin and Tiffany Lee. Good. All right, everybody. Well, as promised, here with Lexi Gavin and Tiffany Lee. Uh, first of all, you guys, yeah, thanks for thanks for jumping on here. Sure. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Yes. Last, last minute. <laughs> Super. I've already I've already met Tiffany's dog. I've, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're already old friends, right? <laughs> my cat at some point. She'll come in. Okay. Is, is it KK or is it Patron? Oh, no, my cat. Oh, your cat. You have a cat? Oh, wait. There he is. I have three animals. I have a, a. I have two dogs and a cat. Brooklyn. Oh, wait. You have three dogs? No, two dogs. Two dogs, yeah. Are, are you this good with, with pot odds too, Tiffany? Or? 
Well, tell us a little bit about, I know, Lexi, you've been on the show as part of the, the CSOP a little bit, but uh, just give the folks that are just tuning in, uh, maybe each of you could just give a little bit of a, a quick background on kind of how you're plugged into the poker community. So, Lexi, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I've been playing professionally for about 10 years now. Um, I started playing full-time online and, um, you know, made the switch to live poker um, maybe seven years ago, six years ago. I, I actually moved to Canada to play online and that's living in Canada and, you know, being a degenerate. So <laughs> I decided to move to Vegas and make the switch to live poker and uh moved back to New York, which is where I'm from. And I play a lot of private games and, uh, do a lot of, um, you know, do some traveling for tournaments and, uh, also involved, as you know, with the charity series of poker, as is Tiffany, she's our web designer. And so basically we're an organization where we hold poker tournaments in different casinos and raise money for all different kinds of charities. So, yeah, so very, very heavily involved in the poker world. (laughs) Awesome. How about you, Tiff? I am more of a newcomer to the poker scene. I've been in probably more active the past three years and um, playing live tournaments and cash games. Uh, but before that, I worked in corporate and, you know, I'm a real estate broker in New York and I kind of do all that, all that good stuff. But I feel like my whole social life is very much centered around poker these days. So I, I do a lot of work with Cherry, with Lexi and Matt and, uh, like, I feel like most of my friends, like, the ratio, the pot odds of my <laughs> poker player friends to non-poker player friends are, like, highly favorable for poker players. <laughs> so, yeah. You want to make fun of me there? <laughs> well played. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we actually came to one of my private games in New York last night just to kind of hang uh, out. Yeah. Oh, fun. Super fun. Well, well, I wanted to get have you guys on. Um Primarily, just to talk a little bit about women in poker. Um, I was talking to Tiffany, Tiffany a little bit offline. You know, one of the things that drives me a lot in my life and all the things I've been involved with, corporate, nonprofit, everything is, is I just, I'm such a believer that uh, any sort of community is not reaching its full potential if there's not diversity. I just think there needs to be diversity just to have different perspectives and all kinds of things. And one of the things, obviously, I've noticed in poker, and I play predominantly uh, lower stakes, you know, uh, lower stakes live tournaments, and I've been doing it for about eight, nine years or so. Uh, one of the things that's obviously blaring is is just the lack of female players at the table. And I've had a few discussions with a few people, you know, some, you know, of course, most of them men, of course, uh, because that's who's there. And, you know, so there's a, some people think, well, I think that's just how it normally is. It's okay. There's no problem. And some are saying, yeah, what is going on here? And so I thought rather than me trying to uh, come up with my own conclusion. I would rather talk to people who are closer to it, who are living through it, who maybe understand what's going on there. And so that's why I wanted you guys to to come on. And I guess the first question I'd have is, is it a problem? Uh, do you guys see the lack of female participation in live tournaments as a problem? You want to take this one, Jeff? Um, so I think it's something that has to happen organically on its own. And I think it's something that kind of mirrors like just feminist movements in society. Like it's always been a man's world. And I think like as more women trickle in, there's always going to be like that 
cultural shift and, and mindset that has to happen in like behaviors and how everyone interacts with each other. So I think um, for a very long time, poker has been very much a boys club and and like, I guess guys a lot of times feel like they can be on their worst behavior there because it's like locker room talk. And it's still like that. Like, I'm, me and Lexi are very comfortable with it. I feel like we're tomboys in that respect. So the transition has been always very easy for us. And, and I've always been like the girl, the girl friend in my group that's like one of the guys. So, um, but I do see how there's elements of the environment that can seem unwelcoming to most women. And I think once everyone gets comfortable with that adjustment, things will follow. I mean, like women weren't always working at this time. So it's almost like professional poker playing is kind of like a ma male dominated job. And once women, more and more women start, you know, getting into it. Um, yeah. Everything will change. Yeah. And there are more women in the game now than there ever were. And, yeah. and I love that. It's definitely an upward trend. Um, I think that what really inspires more women to play is when they see other women do well and women are making a lot of noise this year. You know, the last few years, um, you know, Kristen Vignell is crushing like a whole, you know, Maria Hogue, Lonnie Harwood. So I think that, um, it is, it is a good thing to see women do well. And, uh, yeah, it would be great to get more women in the game. Absolutely. So you, you see the numbers where they're at, where they're at is, is a problem though, is it should be increased. You want to see it increased. Yeah. It's just a matter of how to how to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been one, you know, the only girl in my, you know, in a lot of the private games that I play uh, for years. And when you go to a casino and you look around, you see maybe one one girl per table. Mm -hmm. I think that's accurate. So, like, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Well, I, one at, I, look, <laughs> I, well I was looking at the the World Series of Poker has their statistics that they give out as well. And the trends seem to be pretty flat. So that's where I kind of want to get uh, an understanding from your perspective, because it sounds like you're thinking maybe there's more women in poker. So they're saying, you know, about 4.8% of all of their entries have been women. And then the main event has been right around 3.7 or 3.8% have been women there. So I'm surprised to hear it's that low. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been, What's it's been pretty gross consistent. Number? What's the gross number? Do you have the gross number instead of just the percentages? For the, for the, well, for the main event I do. So like 2018, uh, there were 7,874 entries and 301 of those were women. Okay. So in 2017, about the same percentage, but it was 272 out of 7,221. So 270 to 300 people out of, uh, you know, 78,000. 30, 30 more women. It is 30 more women. Yeah, it is 30 more women. That is correct. I mean, the overall number grew by 550. But there was, you know, so there's 400 or 520 more men and 30 more women. So, you know, it grew sort of in the same ratio. So mm -hmm. um, it's still that same general feel there. Yeah. And, uh, but, okay, so I guess most people that are looking at that are saying, man, that, that just seems so low. What is the problem there? Uh, what are, what's your take on, on that? So, Tiffany, it sounds like you're saying maybe it just needs to grow organically and you think that there's, you know, there, there's things that are just in the works and it will grow. Lexi, you seem to think that it is growing. Uh, I guess some of the data that I've looked at doesn't seem to indicate that it actually is growing. So uh, I don't know if perception isn't matching the data or if I'm not, you know, if I'm not looking at the right data there, but what do you think is causing it? Whatever, whatever the reason is, whether it's growing or not, what do you think is actually at the core of why more women aren't playing live poker? Is it something about how the game is structured? Is it their personality? Is it their interest? Is it the time it's played? 
or is it something more around you know the the environment? Um, I think that it it can definitely be an intimidating environment for women. Um, I I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know, if you if you ask the average person, like if you take a hundred men and a hundred women and you ask them all, like, do you like to gamble? I think that like the it, it obviously going to be more men are have that like gambling nature than than women. Um, so maybe it's just like I don't know. I, I I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Tiff? It's thanks. Great answer. <laughs> like to gamble more than women and Uh, yeah there's certainly like personality pieces um to it like men are more generally more aggressive than women are in poker is a game where like you really need to put on the aggression and i think socially like women are conditioned to not be the aggressive species and then you get a few outliers here and there where like if you are aggressive, you're labeled a B-I-T-C-H or mm. all, all that stuff. So there's almost like, there's almost like a, some there, I guess there could be a perception that it's a very masculine type game and it's not very feminine to be in it. And, but that's kind of like BS too. Cause you see a lot of women who are like all dolled up at the table playing too. So that kind of, that perception kind of goes out the window. So I mean, I'll, I'll need all this tomorrow. Let me get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why more women don't play it. If I was my mind. Yeah, there's, there's oh, a... actually, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. Yeah. I was actually um, talking about this at an, on another podcast before where I think there's like a correlation between women who play poker and women who get into like STEM fields. So like science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I think it's a very mechanical game where there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think um, maybe just like, I think those environments have always been very male dominated as well. And I think poker borrows a lot of like disciplines from STEM and, you know, uh, more of those like hard sciences versus like the, the social sciences. But there's, there's a lot of ways that you can slice and dice the game using social sciences with skills that women are stereotypically stronger at than men are. So I, I don't know. I think, I think there's, it's, it's probably like a question of exposure. Um, I know that a lot of my male friends were exposed to the game a lot earlier than I was. And I think like, it's, it's almost like, why aren't there more men in knitting circles or something? It's just like, you just get exposed to it at, at a different rate. So it, everyone finds the game at their own pace, which is why I'm thinking like, it has to happen organically is probably like my closest answer to what I think would be accurate. Yeah. So as culture sort of shifts and as families start yeah. teaching their daughters poker at the same time they were teaching their sons poker. Yeah. That, that might shift over time then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that like a huge percentage of the people that, of, of the people that play poker started playing online poker. Mm-hmm. Cause that's kind of where the boom happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, men in general are more, you know, they're into like video games more and, and computer games. So maybe it has something to do with that. The girls just didn't jump on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Online poker was really taking off. So maybe it has something to do with that. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a couple of other uh, thoughts that people had. And I'd be curious what your reaction is to this. Um, one article was talking about how generally women favor uh, games that are lower risk and more luck. Uh, so you see women that are geared more toward, uh, bingo, slot machines, raffles, lotteries, that kind of thing, because they prefer that sort of type of gambling. 
whereas men tend to uh, look for more skill um, where, where there's more, um, I guess, more skill than luck, like sports betting, horse racing, poker, and, and those sorts of things. What's, what's your take on that? Do you think that's part of a, a genetic disposition? They say that men are inherently better at, you know, I don't know, this is going to piss people off, but they say that men are better mathematically and, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah. And, and I think just, just to be clear, I think the article wasn't necessarily saying that men are better at it than women are better at it, even though that might be what you're saying there. I think they were just saying that they're more like predisposed for that. Like generally women are looking for more uh, higher luck, lower risk games. And also in that same article they were talking about, and maybe they, they would rather play against the dealer versus men would rather play against each other. I think that's more social conditioning than I think genetics yeah. play a role. I think, um, and I think a lot of the double standards against like women doing certain things versus men doing certain things is just how people have been wired to see the other sex the entire time. I, I really don't think there's any like, genetic limitations to you know how how a girl can grasp or a woman can grasp like a mathematical or scientific abstract concept just as well as a guy can it's just where they were nudged and encouraged to go to i mean i'm sure there were tons of boys who wanted to learn how to sew but they got discouraged from doing that because they're like why are you doing that that's such a sissy thing to do and and like i think I think as we, as a society, mature and, like, just expose men and women to, like, the same types of things, like, boys can learn how to cook and become chefs, and girls can, you know, learn how to kick a soccer ball, like, I think once that becomes way more fluid, uh, you know, I think organically, the amount of women, the, the representation of women in poker would go up as well. Yeah. And, and another thing with that, and that's that's well said. I think I said genetic, and I think really it is it is environmental. I think more than more than genetic for sure. Sure, I think it's a good distinction. Um, one of the things they talked about was, uh, in, in general, maybe social conditioning or whatever. But just in general, when when women um, lose big or they have a big uh, something that happens negative in them, they tend to be more emotional and get sad about it, mm-hmm. whereas men tend to get more aggressive about it. So they might get more angry. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I clearly see that at the poker table, at least in general terms. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Do you feel like that's one of the, is that a truth that you see in general? Yeah. Lexi, you want to take this or I can, I can jump in if you want. Okay, cool. I will. Well, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> I think that also goes back to how like, it's okay for men to be angry and it's not okay for women to be angry. And it's also not okay for men to show sadness because they're probably really sad that they lost a huge pot, but they've been again, socially conditioned growing up to not, you know, let people see you sweat. So the default to look masculine is to be angry because I will like just, air all my casino dirty laundry on this podcast right now. Like I've gotten kicked out of a casino because I like, got mad like I like blew up and it was just like it was like playing poker too and it was because I got stuck so it's like I think this inability to like allow women to be angry or allow men to cry makes that like makes that whole situation is is why that concept even exists it's just because we're Mm -hmm. assigning these emotions that are either masculine or feminine when we're all human beings and we can feel both angry and sad and it's totally normal right Uh, and so you, 
I, I've seen a guy cry at the poker table once. I did. Yeah. That's beautiful. I, I think I probably, <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> so, casino you got kicked out of i'm not gonna lie wait what i kind of want to know which casino you got uh, <laughs> it was the borgata stop it was are, are you cur- are you currently banned from the borgata or was it just a one-time no, kick out it was just a one-time kick i got banned for a week and then i came back and they were like are you allowed to come back and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that was that was their big question yeah, that, are yeah you me, me back, yeah they're like hey i haven't seen you in a while i was like yeah came back a day earlier than I was supposed to. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So do you feel like in the, in that moment when you got angry, do you feel like you were treated differently or do you feel like you were perceived differently than if you were a guy? Um, see, all right. Now we're like getting into the interesting thing because Lexi yep. knows me. Um, so le- there was a time when I had much longer hair and I shaved my head. Like I like had a poker meltdown and I like shaved my head because I felt like guys were playing differently against me because I was a girl. Like I felt, and I, and I, I was, there might be like zero weight to this and I just might be like in my own head, but I thought, you know, maybe my shoves weren't getting through or X, Y, and Z. Like I would just get called off all the time for like in, in spots where I see like men can probably get away with it. So I think there was like a combination of me not knowing how to lean into the perception men have of women at the poker table because a lot of the strategy poker strategy books that I've read have all been written by men and it's all based on math but I don't think there's ever been that voice of like but if you're playing as a woman and this is the perception this is the correct adjustment you're supposed to make and there's not a lot of and a lot of my poker mentors have also been men so like whenever I like brought that issue up they're like that's not a thing and I'm like I'm pretty sure it is but like there was no one to to relate to it's for me to like articulate how to how to like make any type of strategy adjustment for that so this is actually this is an interesting topic because yeah like guys definitely play differently against women that's mm-hmm. there's no debate about that and I, I i call it girl equity if you can figure out like what type of guy you're playing against how they're how you're portrayed mm-hmm. you can like you can really exploit that and use it to your advantage like there are like, you know, all different kinds of guys. Like some guys will soft play you because it's, you know, maybe they think that it's their way of flirting or you know, they have, you know, it's their way of getting a, a chance to talk to you or whatever. I mean, I've literally like numerous times, I, I remember I've been in a hand and like a guy has been all in on the river and I'll go into the tank and I'll like try and figure out like as I'm working through the hand and then he'll like actually show me one of his cards. And in a few in a few instances, I've actually been shown both cards, and I'm like, okay, great, I'm beat, I'm folding. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, it's like, I don't know what goes on in your guys. Like, head. like you're you're thinking there is that he thinks if I'm super nice to you here, that maybe maybe I can talk to you on break or something. Is that kind of the? Yeah. Uh, just I'm, okay. Interesting. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not about exploiting myself. Like, oh, right. Take advantage of that, dude. <laughs> I'm not the type of girl that'll wear low cut shirts because there are many okay. girls that yeah do. yeah. So, they can do their thing, but it's just not my style. But if, uh, if I, you know, if I can, if, if I can smile and, and get a fold when I want, like I'm going to do it. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. We get a lot of shit being women in the poker community. Um, so, you know, you definitely got to capitalize on these, on these equity spots when you can. But, you yeah, know, and there's, there's other guys, it, it works the other way around. You know, there are other guys that will gun for us because we're women and they feel like we have no place being at the poker table. 
I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard like a guy say, "What you know, women should be in the kitchen. What are you doing here?" Like mm. so many, absolutely terrible. So yeah, I mean. Okay, so there's the there's the subtle pieces of it that maybe people are playing a little bit differently. Uh, you can pick up on some of those things. You can exploit some of those things. Uh, it probably bothers you, but at least you can kind of keep it in the context of the game. But then there's the the direct bullying that happens. Absolutely. I mean, you have to have thick skin if you want to play poker, not just for women, but for everybody in general. Um, I mean, when I first started playing live poker, I remember there were many times where I would leave a table and like go cry to myself in the bathroom because Aww. of something terrible some guy said. And now, uh, you know, I've been playing for so long, I'm so used to it. And now I just don't even pay attention to it. Um, so, so it really doesn't bother you or are you just, you're trying to be callous to it? I mean, like what's, I mean, you're, you're used to it, which is, first of all, that's an indictment on every other player, right? That you're, that you've had to get used to that sort of thing, but does it really not bother you? Or are you just saying that because now you just built up enough thick skin? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's impossible to say that it, you know, doesn't, doesn't, you know, affect me negatively if somebody calls me something terrible or you know I mean I play in a lot of private games and I don't know I kind of like in a lot of them I'm kind of like the little sister so I get bullied a lot um but yeah I mean I remember there was a time I was at a poker game and there was this guy there and I never met him I never played with him and the entire night he was just muttering things under his breath every time I was in a hand and I didn't say a word to him and then at the end of the session, he got stacked and then he left and then he looked at me and he called me a C word for no reason at all. And uh, so that, that one like got to me a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I have thick skin, but it, sometimes I do get bothered by what people say. How about you, Tiffany? Um, I think the the words don't really, I mean, maybe the words got to me in the beginning when I was younger, but now I'm more concerned with like people that get very grabby at the table. Like that's when I draw the line. I'm, I had a guy like touch my thigh during a tournament. I was like, whoa, like it was just not okay. Yeah, it was really <laughs> No, nice. that's not okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's not okay at all. Um, but yeah, that was like the, but aside from that, I, I feel like, um, maybe I've just been in the scene for so long that I've kind of been desensitized to a lot of like <laughs> the substandard treatment. <laughs> right. Right. And that's so, I mean, as, as awful as that is to even be forced to be desensitized to it, you know, yeah. you think about anybody new to the game or coming into the game and what they have to put up with and they just have no chance, right? There, there's just no way, especially from a recreational perspective, you know, everything that we're doing at rec poker is focused on the recreational player. We have a lot of pros that listen. We, and contribute. But at the end of the day, it's those of us who are, we work, we have a full-time job and we're doing this for fun, right? We're trying to get as good as we can. We're trying to, boy, wouldn't it be great to go to Vegas and win a bracelet? I mean, but, but the reality is we're just doing this for fun. And so, uh, you know, you, you put yourself in the position of a female player or any player. Um, they could be of any uh, sort of, sort of situation um, where they come in because they want to have fun and play a game and then they get berated or, or hit on or, you know, just some of the things that you've described, what they're, they're never going to come back. Right. Yeah. Wow. I just realized we're not doing a very good job at trying to <laughs> play poker. It's not well, all that. Well, bad. no, 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 but we, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not going to happen all of the time, but this is a reality that 
that, I mean, I see it. I see it in a $50 tournament. I see women come in and just get berated for being women. And I'm like, yeah. what, what is happening here? Yeah. So, I mean, what, what you're seeing, you know, on occasion is happening. It is systemic. There's something going on there. I do believe that, you know, not all men, but a lot of men have trouble losing to women. And I don't know why. Um, and it's sad, but yeah, I um, there are definitely guys like that. So, so one of the things, or Tiffany, did you have something to add there? No, I'm good. Okay. Okay. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah. um, well, one of the things, one of the questions that I would have in that is, well, what can we, okay. So one of the things that we're trying to do is how do we grow diversity in the game? Um, in, in all accounts, I'd love to see everything be more diverse, which includes having more female players, just because I think it just makes the sport better. It makes it more engaging. It's, as somebody who likes to have fun at the table, I like to have conversations with a variety of different people not just the same, you know, retired farmer that's got the John Deere hat on. Uh, you know, I want to have a, a, a different variety of things. And so, you know, one of the ways that we look at this is, well, how are women treated at the table? And so one question I would have for you is, at least from your perspective, what, did, what can we do if, if we are actually a concerned player that sees this happening? Because I've seen it both ways where, um, you know, I, there's been a woman who's been mistreated. And I've spoken up and, you know, it, the table was grateful. She was grateful, all of these things. And the guy kind of shut up and eventually left. And I've seen it the other way too, where I've, you know, tried to help the situation. And then the woman's like, looks at me like, you know, and tells me, um, you know, I don't need your help. I can fight my own battles. And so then I feel bad. And I'm really not, the point wasn't trying to come to the aid of a, of a defenseless female. I would have been doing the same thing if it was somebody with a handicap who's being picked on or anybody who's just being, you know, be rated. So I'm kind of curious, like your perspective on that as if we, if we find ourselves in those situations, how would you like to see us respond as sort of the bystander? Just ignore it, let it go. And it's their battle or yeah, say something. I think that you should definitely say something. I think that it's important to make the guy at the table who is berating the female to feel stupid. And if everybody speaks up, then that person's going to feel like a dick. And You'd hope so. Yeah. You hope they do. I'm not sure that they do. <laughs> I mean, I feel like every spot is unique, right? I've been yeah. in tables where it's like, it's okay to like bring up politics and all that stuff. And I've been in other tables where that was just like, don't do that. That's just going to make everyone fight and uh, everyone uncomfortable. So, and I've actually been at a ladies event where that happened, where someone brought up politics and it just got <laughs> super awkward. Um, but I think like, I think every woman is different in how they want the situation handled. I think every man is different. I think if you know where your intentions are coming from and you're coming from a good place where you want to look out for just another human being and you feel compelled to talk and they tell you, Hey, I can, I got it. Then just be like, okay, cool. You right. got this. I support you. Like just get on board with it. Um, like I think women will, will kind of tell you in a like empowered women will tell you how how they want to be treated. But if you do see someone who can't, doesn't seem to speak, like you have to be the poker player in a sense, be like, and just read the social situation and, and act accordingly and just be socially aware and smart about it. Yeah. Right. And Yeah. And I guess progressive, but I good on you for like speaking up. I mean, like if, but you know, there, there are times where I'm like, I could speak up here, but like, I think it'll just make it worse. So I, yeah. There's spots where I find that too. So I'm just like, all right, cool. 
Yeah, but, it, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's so, awkward for the entire table, right? When that's happening, yeah. it's just it's just awkward for the entire table. Yeah. So, so I mean, besides you know, kind of how people are treated, what what can we do to well, kind of coming back to the original question and then building on that is first of all, is this an issue? Do you guys see this as something that we collectively, as the poker community, should be doing something intentional about to try to create environments or to somehow promote the game among women to try to increase the participation? Should we, should we be doing something intentionally? And if so, what could we do? Or is this something where we say, no, it just kind of is what it is. It's going to grow. If it's going to grow kind of to Tiffany's point, it's just as, you know, as society changes, we would expect this to kind of change along with it. So kind of what's your take on, are we intentional about this or do we just let it go the way it is and just try to, you know, try to jump into those spots that are obviously uh, bad situations? I think that, um, like the late, like every series has a ladies event or most series have ladies events. I think those definitely help because women feel less intimidated playing against other women. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe having more ladies events or, you know, there's that Facebook group, uh, Blonde Poker League of Nations. It's, um, it's just an all female poker, uh, platform for each other to, um, you know, post hand histories and results when females do well. And so it's just a, it's a good, you know, support, a supporting atmosphere. So if you're a woman in poker, you can join that group and, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, what do you think, Tiff? What do you think? I was going to piggyback on your note. Like, in addition to PLON, there's also WPA, which is the Women's Poker Association. And they they also do a lot of um, a lot of good stuff to progress and promote women in poker as well. So those are two really good groups that I follow and am a member in on Facebook. And, yeah, I think on Facebook, yep. So the recommendation maybe is, you know, they, they, they're doing their work, but get as women that are out there listening to this podcast, either feeling lonely or feeling like it's intimidating, those would be good places to connect for them to, I guess, to find a community within a community. Yeah, for sure. You can yeah. Ask any kind of questions if you have interest in playing tournaments, but don't know how to make a tournament package and sell action, uh, they can help you on there. Um yeah. I mean, not even just a women's group. I mean, you can even go on, you know, two plus two forums and just part- start participating there. Um, you know, it doesn't have to just be a females only group. Yeah. I see a lot of people in those Facebook groups also setting up like meetups for breakfasts or lunch or dinners in, in the group chat. So it's a great way to just, you know, be social and just use poker as a conduit to like make new friends. And I, I see a lot of that happen in the poker community where you see, you see the clicks and the close knit groups like, like me and Lexi, we were all deep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys must have way too much fun. <laughs> yeah. Love, Tiffany is one of my favorites because she is the girl that will just, she's like the yes girl. She will just be down for anything. Like I, I said, <laughs> That sounds really bad. Sounds really bad. Yesterday, I asked if you want to go on the podcast. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Anytime, if you want to go out, Tiffany's always down. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let me ask. Let me ask you this. So, uh, so as far as you know, gals, if you're out there listening, um, you know, there's there's ways to connect. Yeah, whether it doesn't have to be a specific women's group, but there are women's groups. If you want to connect there, there's broader groups. Whatever it takes to get comfortable uh, there. What do you think as far as 
Uh, and I know I'm putting you on the spot with all these questions. We weren't prepared or I didn't send you any questions in advance, but something like this. Okay. So I'm running this, this podcast, you know, we got a few thousand people that are listening every week, you know, geared at recreational players. Um, I've, you know, we're primarily talking about strategy and I've had a heck of a time trying to get women on the show uh, to talk strategy and, um, that, you know, we're just, it's a male dominated podcast primarily because that seems to be who's attracted to it, but I would love to get female voices. But anyway, we just, as, as a, as somebody that has sort of a, a small, you know, platform to talk about poker, what would you guys like to see, or what would you recommend, you know, integrating into what I'm doing that might help women feel more comfortable in the game? Uh, any of those sorts of things. Uh, and, and, or, you know, what maybe blind spots should I watch out for? You know, we all have blind spots. Um, and I'm a guy, so I'm going to have blind spots about, you know, uh, female, you know, concerns and issues and all those things. So I would love to just know, you know, if you guys were a part of, if you're on my executive producer crew, like there is one, um, you know, what would you say, Hey, watch out for this, do this, add this component, you know, whatever to try to, uh, make it more friendly or more inviting for women to, to jump in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Lex. <laughs> I think a big thing about me is like, I've always loved um, like just small talk that happens at the poker table, like especially like in a friendly home game, it's just a group of friends getting together, kind of like shooting the shit a little bit. So I've always toyed around with one of my good friends about doing a podcast where we talk about dissecting like real life issues that happen every day, almost like how you would dissect a poker hand. I think that would be like, an interesting way to like just think about problems in a balanced way. And I, I know poker is all about balance. And I think taking a lot of those strategies at the poker table and applying it to like real life type situations is, is kind of a fun way to make the game approachable um, to, to people who probably may not have any interest in poker to begin with, either if you're like a man or a woman. I know I've talked to like plenty of guys who've never played poker before and I've like dissected a problem to them and I'm like yeah that's kind of like how you would break down a poker hand they're like oh my god that's amazing and a lot of these are like engineering type students who like will think about it that way but I think if you find like any real world problem that a woman deals with and you try to like you try to translate it into poker and then translate it back into real life I think that could be a fun thing to try I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Lex you want to do that podcast with me <laughs> Yes, girl. Yeah, well, she, she's practicing being Tiffany. Yeah, sure, whatever. Let's go. Yeah. Um, maybe what you can do is um, because I think a lot of women don't, or people in general, don't really understand how to play poker at all. And there are so, like, poker is such a complex game, and there's so much to learn and so much to go into it. And, you know, just the, you know, there's, you know, all these terminology that can be intimidating. So maybe what you can do is, like, Maybe once a month you can have a, you know, back to the basis type of webinar where you just start from scratch and you teach, you know, ABC poker, you know, three bet means this and, you know, you know what I mean? So if you could just do something like that, maybe, you know, women can learn, you know, that way. And I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on that deal? Cause I think, I think that's, or, or blind spots. Like what do you guys see or I, I don't know how much you listen to podcasts or watch uh, TV, you know, TV or Twitch or anything that's actually covering poker. Um, but, but, you know, my, my sense is, and I, I feel like I picked on it, picked up on it from time to time on some of the broadcasts. 
my sense is that there's some blind spots there for some guys or there's, there's comments that are made that are either in jest or, you know, whatever that just sort of seem like, mm, if I was a woman, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Do you guys feel like that any of that is sort of happening or don't you really follow it that close? Tiffany, I think she's going to make you I, go first. She, she wants that position on me every single time. I know, time. exactly. No, exactly. The, the button, Lexi, the button is moved now, all right? <laughs> Tiffany's on the button to sand, all right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. <laughs> you want to see me act first? <laughs> um, I check. <laughs> she's going to check raise. I'm going to check raise Lexi here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really, I don't know of any plans. I don't know. Okay. So you don't notice anything. I mean, and that's, that, that can be the answer. Um, Cause I just kind of want from your perspective, um, you know, and obviously a, a male dominated, um, you know, sport like this, or at least everything I see, it's, it's male dominated everywhere you go. Um, you know, from a female's perspective, uh, it, are there things that are happening that are disrespectful or like, you know, not helping, you know, women get in the game, whether that's, again, on TV, podcasts, Twitch streams, maybe at the CSOP. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, that's what I, and the answer can be no, we don't really see anything, but I, I'm just trying to uncover those things that are maybe uh, systemic truths that we don't even see that are blind spots to us that are actually uh, impeding the growth of, of women playing poker. I will say a lot of um, the female driven personalities on poker, and I, I don't want to sound like anti-women in this respect, but I feel like there I haven't seen a lot of deep analysis type type of videos from from women, and it might just be because like there's not a lot of us out there who want to create content like that. But a lot of the 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 woman generated stuff is like lighter, fluffier fare, which is like I don't know that kind of grinds my gears a little bit. But I feel like I shouldn't be shitting on like other women who are at least trying right. to, to put something out there. So, but I think that's like the discrepancy that I see why like some, and I, you know, I don't want to like insult the hustle, but I feel like a lot of the the content that women put out there aren't as like analytical, um, unless like you guys have seen videos and that hasn't been brought to my attention, but I almost feel like a lot of the women just like are like sillier. And I guess maybe that, attracts like a certain um profile of poker players but um as far as like the really like serious crazy like you know grinders i haven't seen a lot of like heavy duty stuff come from women that way what do you think lex well i just don't think that there are very many women like instructors or streamers in general i don't know i don't i really don't watch anything on twitch so i'm not okay sure about that but um yeah I don't know why that is okay yeah because yeah it's sort of my my impression is, is like you Tiffany is you know it feels like it's like you watch the news and you've got the male anchor man and then the woman weather man or weather person yeah you know? and then you know you watch us watch football and it's the, the analysts you know are the guys and then we go to the sideline reporter who's a gal and, yeah. and it, it sort of feels like that when I watch poker that mm -hmm. same way like yeah. Um, I, I know these women are thinking on the same level as these men. I, I just know it. I can tell when the, some of the things they say, but in general, it feels like it's presented in a way that is sort of, okay, let's go to the male for the deep analysis. And then 
we'll yeah. go to we'll go to this woman to do the interview about hey wasn't it fun to make a deep run kind of thing yeah 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 exactly exactly that mm-hmm. okay. like no you'll never have like a female correspondent like saying oh what were you thinking in this spot blah 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 it's more like very jokey type stuff like yeah that, uh, that's what it feels like to me yeah, yeah. it's it's you know the, the guy gets asked the reason why it was three bed the gal gets to ask you know why did you wear that fancy shirt or something yeah, feels, is this your lucky shirt? Is this yeah, your feels, lucky feels, feels yeah. odd to me. Lexi, yeah. were you going to say something? It's the case 100% of the time because I have heard, you know, Maria Ho and other, mm-hmm. other people, you know, they do go into, you know, deep analysis when it comes to hand history. So, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, no, Maria Ho, one person. I know. She's <laughs> exactly. one of the only ones. <laughs> But no, but that that's good. I'm glad that that's happening in, in some places and you guys are plugged in more. That's why I kind of wanted your perspective. But just, I know when I watch things, I sort of get that same sort of vibe. Like, why isn't she doing this and the guy asking that question? Yeah, no, it definitely should be more the other way around. I think our friend Anna does a good job when she does uh, the Borgata final tables. Like, she, she gives some good analysis. But I will say people are, sh- Sorry? So does Jamie. Jamie, Jamie and, and Katie Stone. So they all do like a good job breaking down the analysis. If anyone like watches the Borgata final table live streams. And, and I think Borgata is doing a good job featuring like more women in having more women in the booth. Um, but I, I will also say like when I've watched the streams, there are mean comments, like, like comments literally being written into the Twitch that like, for no reason, making fun of like my friends, my girlfriends, right. oh, yeah, all the time. I was, uh, you know, I played a few times on Poker Night America and the Best Bet Live Show, and anybody that watches, I always say, do not read the YouTube comments because people are mean, and especially on on ladies' nights only. Really? So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yikes. Um, well, and uh, one of our, if somebody else listening on the phone, Jack had said uh, Kara Scott too. Uh, does some of that he put out her name yeah. well 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 we're i want to i, I want to honor the time that you guys uh committed to and i appreciate you guys coming on the show i mean that's it's sort of this vague topic you know we're not talking about here's a specific thing but uh hopefully you get the gist i'm just trying to uncover a little bit of you know how big of a problem is this from different people's perspectives what can we do about it what's getting in the way and frankly even making people aware of what you guys are putting up with which is, is hard to even imagine uh, but maybe making people a little bit more sensitive and maybe starting to act a little bit more mature at the table or in the comments and, and all of those things. So I would, I would apologize to you on the behalf of a, of a gender, but I don't know if that's, if I can actually carry that weight, but uh, I do. Okay. I, well, I do. <laughs> whether you have thick, whether you have thick skin or not, it's, it's, it's obviously inappropriate that you guys have to put up with any of that stuff. But uh, as we wrap up, uh, I'd love to just kind of maybe, maybe put out there, uh, how can people connect with you? I mean, I know you guys are on, the Twitter and the different places, maybe just each of you uh, can share kind of how people can connect with you. If there's something that you said that they resonate with and would love to connect, how can they do that? Uh, Tiffany, do you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> she was ready. Well, Lexi got All the right. button back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. So my Instagram is Gambit Tiffany, G-A-M-B-I-T-I-F-F-A-N-Y. And if you want to reach me on Twitter, which I'm never on, it's Tiffany Lee Poker, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-L-E-E-P-O-K-E-R. And if you want to email me, it's Tiffany Lee Poker at gmail.com. Awesome. And you're, and you're out in New York City. I'm out in New York City. And if you want real estate advice in New York, hit me up as well. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> if you're planning to move to New York or move out, 
Hit nice. me up for that. <laughs> well, thanks for being on, Tiffany. I appreciate that. How about you, You're Lexi? Okay, so yeah, my Instagram, which is what I use the most, is uh, <laughs> Lexi, but it's it's spelled <laughs> P-U-A. It's L-E-X-T-A-S-E-A. And my Twitter is at ChipTrick11. And my email is algavin86 at gmail.com. And I just want to say to the women that are listening, um, I really hope that we didn't discourage you from playing with all of this negative talk because there is no feeling, no better feeling in the world than doing well in this, you know, in a a male-dominated industry. And um, women are really doing well. They're crushing. uh, They're climbing the charts. So get in the game. Just you know, start playing micro stakes on online or for play money online. That's a good way to learn poker. And if you have any questions, you can always contact me. You can DM me um, on my Instagram or Twitter or email me and I can answer any questions or, you know, teach you how to put together a, a tournament package if you want to start playing tournaments and just any advice. So feel free to hit me up for sure. Uh, super awesome. That's very generous. Thank you very much. So I guess the, the, as we go, the last question is, which one of you is going to win the World Series of Poker bracelet first? Oh, I well, saw Lexi's hand go up first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing a lot more events than her this summer. So it's, uh, you know, statistically probable. I'm probably more likely to, but I think that we're uh, obviously both going to crush an event this year. Awesome. Well, um, we, hey, we are going to play the tag team event, so we might actually win a bracelet at the same together. time. Together. Epic. <laughs> together. That would be, that would be <laughs> awesome. There we go. <laughs> there, there's a very high correlation. I haven't done the actual mathematical regression analysis, speaking of STEM. Um, I haven't done it yet, but there's a very high correlation between guests on the show and doing very well in, in tournaments. So I'm hoping I'm going to do what I can to do my part to get you guys your combined bracelets. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what we can make that happen. All right, and guys. Then we'll, we'll, we'll do a follow up. We'll do yeah, a follow up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Actually, that would be fantastic. I would love to be our next interview is you showing us the bracelet. That would and be fantastic. Like, right? That, <laughs> you know, I think that if a woman final tabled the main event this year or won the main event, um, I think a lot more women, you would see a lot more women start. Yeah. Over. It's been mm-hmm. so close. The one year when they, 11th and 12th, was it Gail and? That, yeah. And um, Elizabeth, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like 11th and 12th, it was so depressing. I was so excited to have a woman make the final table. But anyway. I'll let you down, Steve. <laughs> all right, go go get it. Go get the gold. All right, guys, thank you so much. Good night. Right, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, well, thanks to Lexi Gavin. Thanks to Tiffany Lee. Appreciate uh, your time and your, your energy uh, into the podcast. As I mentioned before, the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a little bit more of the same with Eileen Sutton and then Diva Byrne. Uh, So those are going to be the next two episodes, digging in even deeper into uh, the issue of women in poker. But for now, uh, thanks to Running Aces for uh, sponsoring this podcast. It's much appreciated. And uh, thanks to all the rec players that are involved in this rec poker nation, man. We're in the World Series of Poker. I've recorded this a while ago, so I don't know how I'm doing. I don't know how you're doing. Um, Hopefully... Uh, There's some great results from Rec Poker Nation. Uh, I'm excited to see a lot of the sweatshirts and hats and patches out in Vegas and the pictures posted. And uh, so, man, um, good luck to all of you who are in the World Series. Good luck to all of you who are back at your local casinos or playing online. Uh, Just best wishes uh, for your game on the felt and also best wishes for you off the felt. 
Uh, for now, uh, I'll chat with you next week. See ya.